0: Veronica Austin stood in line behind a tall woman with long black hair, her blonde roots clearly visible in the streetlight brightening the corner. A circular tribal tattoo of jagged black lines decorated the base of the woman's neck between her broad shoulders. Dad never liked tattoos. He didn't like the idea of Veronica returning to Minneapolis after 20 years either, but that didn't stop her. A huge neon sign hanging above the entrance glared, dark sepulcher, with the L blinking in rapid succession black paint peeled from the brick walls, now discolored from years of treacherous Minnesota winters. Posters of upcoming concerts and events lined the wall. Veronica wasn't interested. At a glance, you'd mistake the building for an old factory, but she knew better. She'd been told that the building housed secrets. Dark secrets, and she planned to discover each one. This was the starting point in the search for her mother. She cleared her throat, and the woman glanced back, giving her a half-smile. Instead of real eyebrows, the woman had drawn severe black swaths with an eyeliner pencil, and she'd colored her lipstick line above her upper lip, giving her mouth a full yet abstract look. Two bouncers stood at the front entrance dressed in black t-shirts with security printed in white letters. Veronica handed the taller bouncer her California driver's license and waited while he studied it under the glare of his bright flashlight. She sucked in breath, preparing herself for questions about why she'd come and what she wanted with Dark Sepulchre. Instead, the bouncer flicked the license back to her and motioned for her to enter. She slid a five under the steel bars of the cashier's window who snapped up the bill without a glance as she bobbed her head to the beat from her headphones. Veronica thought she recognized the chorus of Devil Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels' escape from the girls' earphones, but it drowned under the bass coming from behind a thick, dark curtain blocking the venue's entrance. She stepped forward, sucked in another deep breath, and pulled the curtain back. She wondered how her mother felt walking into this same mysterious environment nearly twenty years ago the question repeated in her head like a broken record. She needed an answer. No one in her father's bastardized organization, the Brotherhood, had the balls to question her mother's disappearance. No one except for Veronica. Her father buried all photographs and mementos of her mother, and he sent her to San Diego to live under the care of the Brotherhood. His actions had since festered inside her wounded heart. He'd sold family heirlooms, pawned his wedding ring. He destroyed family pictures, the frozen moments that captured family outings, picnics, and celebrations. She'd become a threat to her father who now had the title President of the Midwest Division. The Brotherhood had split America into three divisions long ago, with each division answering to the headmaster, the overall leader of the organization. During the time of her mother's disappearance, her father held the title of Region Leader, a step below President, and his duties included handing out orders to the researchers under his control, one being his own wife. The group was known throughout the demon world as humans who watched but never interfered. But something happened during the time of her mother's disappearance. Somehow, they crossed the line. The president of the Midwest Division was killed, and the chapter disbanded shortly after. Veronica had no clue what she might encounter in Dark Sepulchre. As she pulled back the heavy curtain, her eyes jumped frantically back and forth as they tried to adjust to the darkness. Life-sized macrame figures hung from the ceiling. White smoke spewed from fog machines and drifted ghost-like toward the crowded dance floor. Writhing bodies moved in trance-like motion to throbbing music, blasting from massive speakers surrounding the floor. She felt an unexplainable euphoric vibe circling the club with the fog. It enthralled her. This wasn't the scary dark sepulchre from the story told to children at bedtime to frighten them from misbehaving. If you act up, the scary demon will get you. No. This is party central, or so she thought. She focused her stare on a small stage standing erect to her left. A wooden beam hung horizontally above the stage with a woman tied fast to the beam. Though mesmerized, she moved on, passing a row of silver-tinted booths next to the wall, A group of boys and girls, none appearing older than eighteen, huddled in the corner booth talking over a small, lit candle in the middle of the table. They laughed aloud, shouting over one another until their voices jumbled together. The music changed to a faster rhythm and they fled the booth, pushing past her in their rush to reach the dance floor. Much to her relief, everyone looked human. None of the clubbers possessed traits of the demon, the sharp fangs, the dark hollow eyes. She'd expected them to ooze from the woodwork, romping around like drug addicts looking for their next high. The speakers pulsed with beats of industrial music. She felt the bass thumping and vibrating each inch of her body.